0: Welcome to Let's Talk with Allie and Albie. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk with Allie and Albie. On today's episode, we'll be talking with author and speaker Nikki Hardy about her book, Breathe Again. Let's welcome Nikki to our show. Hello. Hi, Nikki. How are you? (laughs) Good, thank you. This is great. Um, Thank you so much, and welcome to Let's Talk with Allie. And you're on the line here also with my sister. Hi, Nikki. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. It's so good to be here.
0: Here with Allie and Albie, and we're excited to have you here um, with us as you have launched and really written an amazing, I believe it's an amazing book, and I was um, really Excited to be part of your launch team and get to read the book from cover to cover.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> been fantastic having you on the launch team. It's
0: been fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start off with just getting to know you a little bit. You know, I wanted our listeners. Every pocket of society has different listeners. And so our listeners to get to know you because we know that cancer has touched almost everybody that we know. Mm hmm. Mm. Um, and, it, and it touched you personally um, and so you know you say here you can thrive not just survive no matter what life throws at you um,
1: let's get to know you a little bit more in your story if you don't mind no not at all well as your listeners can probably tell I'm from the deep south of England. (laughs) Um, So yes, we now live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we came over about 13 years ago to plant a church. We lead city church here in Charlotte. And just before we left, a couple of years before we left England, my mum, who was living in Vancouver, Canada, was diagnosed with small cell aggressive lung cancer and if you know anything about cancer that's a pretty brutal one and oh, she mm-hmm. only she only lived about 14 months after her diagnosis mm. wow so then then we moved here with three small children who were 8 6 and 3 and just about 6 years after my sister, Jo, I'm the youngest of three girls, and my middle sister, Jo, was diagnosed with the same thing as my mom. Mm-hmm. And like my mom, she only survived about 14 months, 14, 15 months, and she died. Um, so about six, six and a half years ago now. Ugh. But then six weeks after that, it was my turn and I was diagnosed and mine wasn't lung cancer like theirs. Mine was rectal cancer. And, you know, I was still grieving the loss of my mom and my sister, as you can imagine. And Mm -hmm. it just felt like the heat seeking missile of death had locked in on me or locked in on my rear end to more to the point. Right. Um, And, you know, so It was it was a really tough time. But at the same time, I was like, I was determined to survive. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep calm and carry on. I'm going to, you know, be strong and get through this. I thought with my strength and my faith and my God and my family, we're going to get through this. And I started off really well, mm-hmm. but eventually after chemo and radiation and surgery and more chemo, I had an ostomy bag um, temporarily where I could walk, talk and poop all <laughs> around Target, you know, Right. And, but then I found that surviving was all I was doing. I was exhausted. I was nauseous. Mm-hmm. I had neuropathy. I was dealing with this ostomy bag that... um Had a mind of its own, and and it was really tough. And I found that I was living a life I hadn't signed up for. I was questioning God, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I found myself like just surviving a life I hadn't planned or imagined, and crying out to God, saying, "What the heck?" You know, I thought you were good. This doesn't feel good. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
0: And you know, I've heard you say it before, and you know, we're from Jamaica, and so the. The culture is, you know, um, the British have a, a good stiff upper lip. You know, you can kind of <laughs> take anything. Yes. And do it with, um, with all this stride and, and, and gumption and not weakness. Right.
1: Mm. And
0: how did that affect your family and you and your relationship with your wonderful husband, Al? You know?
1: Well, I think it's... It's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You know, it means that we really do manage to weather pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's not a particularly vulnerable place to be in. And I think those Brits that have managed to... Finally, balance Mm -hmm. being vulnerable and open and willing to share, but at the same time, still being strong. Those are the ones that are thriving. You know, in my book, Breathe Again, Mm -hmm. I talk about vulnerability and how at one point it did come between my husband and myself because I was being strong for him. He was being strong for me. Mm -hmm. He assumed that I needed space because that's what I kept telling him I needed and I was fine. But all the space he gave me, I wrongly assumed was because he didn't love me. And right. so we, we were doing this ridiculous dance about making assumptions. And I wasn't telling him how frightened I was and um, that kind of thing. And it, in the end, we just sat down and had a heart to heart. And I was like, mm-hmm. we've got whatever, whatever's happening isn't working. Mm-hmm. And we need to come together on this.
0: Well, you know, you had three young kids at the time Mm. and um, they had lost their grandmother Mm -hmm. and they had lost their auntie, Joe. So Mm. how do you tell three kids um, that mommy's got cancer?
1: Right. How do you do that? Uh, In fear and trepidation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And as I said in the book, you know, one of the, the book goes through, um you know, it's a really practical roadmap for mm-hmm. finding more of God when life falls apart. And it has these seven tools or practices, as I call them, really right. practical things that we can mm-hmm. do step by step. And the first one is choose brave. And in that, mm-hmm. I share the story about how we decided to tell the children that we knew I had cancer. We didn't know. How badly? We didn't know what the treatment was going to be. We didn't know the prognosis. But we decided to sit down with the children and tell them because we decided that we didn't want to operate in Mm half-truths. We didn't want to put it off and maybe drop a bigger bombshell later. Um, And this is how we were going to roll as a family, Mm -hmm. in honesty and with the ability to ask questions. And what I say is that, you know, choosing brave isn't always big, but it's always intentional and mm-hmm. it always leads to more life. It's often the harder decision, but it leads to more life. Right. And, you know, Sophie, our middle looked me in the eyes and said, mommy, are you going to die? Mm. And, and I, in all truth said, well, one day, yes, but I hope not from this. And right. either way, God is with us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I say in the book, it was much a faith pep talk for me (laughs) as it was for her. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are things we can do in the middle of anything life throws at us. It doesn't have to be cancer. You know, it can be depression. It can be, you know, struggling with aging parents. It can be um, a rough time with a teenager or toddlers or trying to get pregnant or, you know, not being married or heck, being married, you know, (laughs) whatever life's thrown at us, that's really challenging us. And we're finding life exhausting. And like, we just can't catch a breath. Mm -hmm. We can do practical things to find more of what God has for us Mm -hmm. in the midst of it all.
0: And so you wrote the book, Breathe Again. Mm. Yes, Nikki, and it's Ali here. And I wanted to say how much you've been an encouragement to me. um, Personally, I remember when I first um, got a chance to hear you speak was at ICU Talks, <laughs> mm. and I was at the time I was a volunteer, and I remember sitting in the back, and I remember connecting so much to your story, and I love your authenticity, and it was funny how God placed you to sit you right beside me, or right I'm about to see seat. Yes, me. I remember just whispering hi to you and saying thank you your story, and not knowing that down the road we'd have a podcast and that we'd be actually able to connect with you again. So I just want to say thank you. Oh,
1: you're welcome. I love ICU talks. amazing. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, But Nikki, what I want to ask you is what, um, what encouraged you, what caused you to write this book, Breathe Again? And um, how can that apply to some of our listeners right now? Um, The story in your book and the steps that you go through in this book, how can it apply to our listeners' lives?
1: Mm. Well, I came about writing it because while I was in treatment, I kept what's called a caring bridge site. I don't know whether you're familiar with it. It's basically like a big website where you can have your own page and keep family and friends around the world up to date. Mm -hmm. And my posts started off a kind of medical updates and this is what's happening and this is what the next treatment is and this is how I'm feeling. And then given my type of cancer, I was started sharing some of the ridiculously funny stories that happened to me because, come on, when you've got a, you know, tumor up where the sun doesn't shine, (laughs) you have some hilarious, sad but hilarious things that happen. Mm -hmm. So I started sharing those and I started sharing the things that God was showing me and the wrestles and the questions that I had for him. And as I came out of treatment, a number of people said, don't stop. I find it really encouraging. And I think what you were saying about just me being willing to let it all out there Mm -hmm. and say how I really feel and that I am questioning God. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing for a pastor's wife to be saying, what the heck, God? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's questions that we all ask. Um, And so I really felt God nudging me to keep sharing my story. Mm. And one of the things that I desperately wanted to do was be super practical because when I was going through treatment – I found that even just reading a book was hard work and I would read like a memoir or a devotion and I I would know that I what I needed to do. I knew that I needed to kind of trust God and embrace the journey and let my family in and be thankful, but I didn't know how. Right. I mean, how do you, like, what does it actually look like? Well, how do you wrap your head and your hands around trusting God when actually you're quite angry at him and you, you don't, your trust levels are pretty low because you feel beaten up by him because it feels like he hasn't come through like you thought he was going to. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to write a book that was super down to earth and super practical. Mm-hmm. That it would be like sitting down over a cup of tea with me, and we'd be talking about what worked for me and what didn't, and sharing the stories of other people right. who've
0: right.
1: been where people are, and and then um, biblical women as well, just mm-hmm. to to show how they too put these things into practice. So I really, honestly, wrote the book I needed. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> So, Nikki, going into that, why did you choose that title Breathe Again? It's an amazing title. It's very catchy. And I'm wondering what it means to you personally.
1: Well, I will confess it's not the title that um, I originally proposed to my publisher. The original title was Rubies in the Rubble Mm. because I, you know, had this sense that there was more beauty and connection and life and um, this abundant life that God talks about in in excess to overflowing. These are the words that he uses. Um, And so I had this concept of rubies in the rubble. But the publisher was like, yes, we want to publish your book, but not with that title. And so we came up with all sorts of different options, like life doesn't have to be pain free to be full, which is kind of my mantra. Um, right, And It's Okay, or If Only You Knew. But there, there were other books with these titles. And so eventually my editor read my manuscript purely with a kind of helicopter view to pick out themes. And she was very good at not being in the minutiae of the words, but really seeing it from overhead. And she, one of the titles she suggested was Breathing Again. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, I love Mm -hmm. that because I tell the story of how I was taken out by a riptide and nearly drowned and how, you know, when we get bad news, we kind of, (gasps) we hold our breath or, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're drowning in a life that's really hard, we feel like we just can't Mm -hmm. catch a breath. And so it really resonated, but I was just like, I love it, but I don't think it's breathing again. I think it's breathe again. Like it's part... Mm -hmm
0: command, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: like breathe again, you can do it. Um, Part rally cry, um, Mm -hmm. part encouragement. So yes, that's the kind of circuitous route. I'd love to say that it came to me in an inspirational dream one night, but (laughs) 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 it was a creative process that involved a few people.
0: Right. Well, you know, quick question for you is, um, we're going to get a little bit into the book. I'd I'd love to just kind of just kind of give our audience a a little uh, snapshot and you're so wonderful at that. And you do offer as part of the package when they do buy um, your book, breathe again, you know, there is the audio devotional, which I loved. And you also, you know, with your wonderful voice, um, your reading voice. So we're going to ask you for just a little clip, but before that, you know, if anybody was listening and they've been touched Um, They have somebody else that's been
1: touched. You know, what's the audience? You know, who is this book for? Mm, It's a great question. Um, It's for anyone really who feels like their life has fallen apart and that it's unraveled either in an instant or slowly over time, who feels like they just can't catch a breath and they're questioning God and thinking, you know, where are you? I thought you loved me what's you know where's this abundant life you promised I feel like I'm just Mm -hmm. drowning in the storms do I have to wait for Mm -hmm. the storm to be over in order for the abundant life to come and so it's really for anyone in that situation and Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have to be cancer like I said you know life can beat us up nobody gets to skip the hard stuff and so yeah it's for anyone feeling like they can't breathe
0: You introduce more than just yourself in the book. Mm. You mention a couple of other people's story.
1: Yes, yes. So each um, tool or practice, and I call them practices because Mm -hmm. I, I shied, I started calling them tools um, or steps. But to me, a tool was something you picked up, you hammered the nail into the wood, and it was fixed. And To me, I used practices because it feels like it's more a sense of we're going to acknowledge where we are right now and we're going to mm-hmm. practice and get better and move forward. And this is an ongoing process that, mm-hmm. that is it's not a one and done. I wish I could have written a book that was like, do these seven things and your life will be hunky-dory and happy skipping." But it's not life. <laughs> you know, yes, I'm through cancer, but life still knocks me around. And so mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. these almost every day (laughs) um Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: and i know that you have the manifesto they were challenging for me
1: yes (laughs) thank you for saying that because i think we can so easily say oh yes i'll do this and then they're like actually that's quite hard to say yes for your listeners who don't know each tool um each chapter sorry practice as i've just said the chapter ends with like a line that builds as we go through the practices to build a thriver's manifesto. And so Mm -hmm. we have this kind of rally cry at the end. This is who I am. I am a thriver. Um, And Mm -hmm. there's a printable version of that people can download. There's all sorts. One of the things I wanted to make sure the book had was, was things that would take the book further. So I would mm-hmm. I would hate for somebody to read the book and just put it back on their nice nightstand and say oh yes that's that's quite nice I must do that one day so the every practice has questions at the end it's got the manifesto that builds it's got prayers throughout it and then at the end Mm -hmm. um people can download there's a printable they can download the manifesto they can download a playlist Mm -hmm. the breathe again playlist they can download Mm -hmm. um a love letter from god to them um written in scripture which i love Mm. love, love, so i I wanted Mm -hmm. to make it the kind of book where it would look pretty beaten up and highlighted Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yes.
0: So so Nikki, uh, would you say that with the manifestos, um, your readers would be kind of building a mindset or are you helping them to speak life in an essence Mm -hmm. into themselves? Yes. And speak
1: truth. Mm -hmm. Speak truth Mm -hmm. over themselves and and about, about who they are and what they believe. And as they come to the end of each chapter, and they've built this practice into their life as much as they can, they can claim that for themselves. Awesome. Yes.
0: I yeah. love one of the titles of your chapter, you know, <laughs> rubbish, we believe,
1: <laughs> when the poop, I get to say that. When the poop hits the fan. Yes. Yes. I wanted the chapter titles to be very down to earth, very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and
0: some of those the lies, it's, you know, it's all my fault. You know, mm. God's angry. Um, where is he? You know, we think um, not lovable.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> we tell ourselves a lot of different um, untruths, mm. right? And I feel that in your book, you really tear down, you know, before we can rebuild anything, we have to tear it down, right? Exactly. And we have to face the fact that some of them, they're not even we're
1: not standing on anything. What are we really standing on? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we have to get rid of the rubbish. We've got to replace Mm -hmm. it with truth. And then, Mm -hmm. and only then can we start, you know, building ourselves back up again. Mm -hmm. And then
0: you teach us in part two, the learning to breathe again, teaching us the practices. And I love that you teach these practices. Um, It's like yoga practice, you know, Mm. it's like practicing tennis. You don't just go out there to the Wimbledon you have to practice
1: exactly, exactly.
0: But a lot of us are holding our breath, and we're not breathing. We're just hanging on mm-hmm. for things to get well and perfect and good before we do anything. And,
1: you know? and the trouble is, we're. I think the world sells us a fast one, and we everywhere we turn, we're mm-hmm. sold an image that a good life is a perfect happy, skippy, healthy, wealthy, no problems. You know, it's it's that Instagram scroll. It's right. that Facebook fabulous. And mm-hmm. so then we think, well, I know what my life's like. And we compare our imperfect inner mm-hmm. reality with other people's kind of curated perfection. So we we then assume the worst of ourselves and the worst of God, that he's, you know, off helping other people who don't scream at their kids on the way to church, whatever it is. <laughs> and and so I think we then think, well, when I'm through this, then I'll be able to live like that. When mm-hmm. my kid stops, you know, wetting the bed, whatever it is, then, you know then I'll be able to do this. So yeah. when I'm through this diagnosis, when my bank balance flows, when I get married, where, you know, if I can mm-hmm. just, and, and mm-hmm. I think God says, stop waiting. I have more for you right now. I have abundant life for you right that's now. Good. Really mm-hmm. good. Yep. That's really good. You yeah. mind sharing some of that,
0: some of your reading with us?
1: Nikki? Not at all. Stuff. Do you have a, <laughs> um, a
0: preference? Would you, do you have a little mm-hmm. favorite bit? No, what's your favorite? I love whatever you pick out. It's just always just right.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're putting me on the spot. Why don't I start <laughs> with the, um, the beginning, with the, mm-hmm. the, the introduction about mm-hmm. um, how it came to be? Perfect. Okay. I'm sorry you're here. No, wait. I take that back. I'd been home less than 24 hours when I got a call from my sister Claire. It was time. I'd hardly been back in Oxford, England long enough to throw anything in the wash or put my suitcase back in the attic, but it was time. Time to head back to Vancouver, Canada, to my mum's house, where she'd lived since marrying my stepfather nearly 20 years earlier. She'd been battling aggressive small cell lung cancer for the last year, and I'd just spent two precious weeks visiting her. How could it be time? Had things deteriorated that fast? I chucked some mismatched clothes and my wash bag back into my suitcase, landed a firm but quick, oh my goodness, I've got to go kind of peck on the cheek, to Al, and followed by one for each of the kids, and then dashed back to the majestic coast of the Pacific Northwest. Mum was barely conscious by the time I arrived at the hospital, yet she appeared to have been waiting for me, the last of her kids to arrive turning her head as I perched on the edge of the bed she smiled weakly the corners of her mouth curling slightly upward relief filling her eyes you made it she mumbled as her breathing became labored and she slipped unconscious we held her hands and prayed she passed away as we my sisters Claire and Joe and our stepfather with his grown children looked on helplessly in this world you'll have trouble Six short years later, Claire had to make another call. It was time again. And then I go on to talk about how the same thing happened with Joe and Mm -hmm. um, how I'm sorry that the reader's there because it means that something's happened in their life to bring them Mm -hmm. to a book called Mm -hmm. How to Live Well When Life Mm -hmm. Falls Apart. But then I go on to say, actually... I'm glad they're, that they're here reading the book because it mm-hmm. tells me that they want more even mm-hmm. though life's handed them less. So that's the right. the opening. It's it's a little lighter. It gets lighter through the book. <laughs>
0: it's just... Oh, it does. It really
1: does. <laughs> I've chosen particularly kind of hard piece. But um, yeah, it's quite light and down to earth.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, Nikki. That was so well-written and well-spoken. Um, as we're starting to wrap up our... Um, our time with you, I just want to know what is our takeaway from this? What is your takeaway from this time and what can you encourage our listeners with?
1: I would love to say to everybody listening, no matter what you are going through, God loves you. He hasn't left you. He's not angry. He wants to say, stop waiting for life to get better you can find more of him, more life, more joy, more connection, more, um, even laughter right where you are. It is possible. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it with him. Life doesn't have to be pain free to be full and you can thrive, not just survive.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yep. And you know, Nikki, personally, I just want my listeners to know, and I want you to know, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for writing this book. Um, But, you know, I met you before you wrote the book. I met you at ICU Talks as well. And, you know, the funny thing is you'll never remember, but you were in the foyer and you were speaking to others. And I'm not the kind to really stop by and say anything to anyone. But you saw me and you put your hand on me and you just sincerely thanked me for coming out and hearing your story. And I didn't forget you. Mm. And when we started the podcast, um, you know, I remembered you, but I I signed up for your Thrive group, your email, mm. which get me through so many rough days at work. And people don't know your humor is amazing. <laughs> um, it's my kind of humor. So I get it. <laughs> so then I connected to you there. And then when, um when I heard about the book, I really wanted to just I gravitated to you and your message. You know, I also struggled and battled with a lot of health things um, early in my 20s uh, that almost took me out. And I just thought your, your message, mm-hmm. if I'd had that message when I was going through that, mm-hmm. it would have had me not really put off what I'd put off for so many years, mm. um, including this podcast. Right. And when I read your book, it really spurred me on. I looked at my sister and I said, we're going to keep going no matter what is coming at us everything is not perfect. Right. Mm. Um, and it spurred us on to just, you have no idea. It, it spurred us on to do so much, so many things that are really coming out of the woodworks now. Right. And I just want to say thank you because you're a vulnerability and you've taken this mess that was handed to you mm-hmm. and you really have found the rubies in it. You've made something beautiful, <laughs> yeah. made something beautiful mm-hmm. uh, to really breathe life into us. Right. i you know, I've had that feeling of I'm drowning, I'm drowning for mm. times, right? And my head is above, is above water because I've decided to thrive
1: no matter what. Oh, and thank
0: you. Yeah.
1: You thank are you. welcome. Gosh, that mm-hmm. means so much to me because mm-hmm. I'm a people person, you know, and writing the book for me was harder than speaking and, you mm-hmm. know, sitting alone. And so to, to hear the stories of how, That work has been used by God is just wonderful, and it's just the beginning, Nikki. That's
0: the beginning. Doors are opening for you that you can't imagine, and um, we are excited to see what God does with and through you. Thank Um, you. Where can
1: we get the book? You can book, get the book wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, all sorts of different places, Books A Million, that kind of thing. And you can find me on my website. And if you want, people want to download the first couple of chapters for free, they can do awesome. that on my website. Um, and then all sorts of other freebies as well and resources on my website as well. And that's nikkihardy.com. And I spell my name n i k i h a r d y so mm. um yeah nikkihardy.com and follow you know come and find me on instagram i'm getting to know instagram a lot better and i quite like it so that's yeah. nikki.hardy <laughs>
0: <laughs> um also is there um are you still doing the thrive emails can they can they be a
1: part of that yeah so if, thrive tribe? yeah so if they um if people sign up for anything on my list they'll get um become part of my uh, email list and i'll be i email out um weekly and Mm -hmm. but if people just want to go to the monthly thrive tribe they can and they can just click on that option at the bottom of their first couple of emails but yes everyone will become part of that but if they do if they just want the chapters and um you know don't want emails that's fine too they can just unsubscribe whatever that's fine that's awesome but if they get that chance
0: listeners i want to encourage you if you follow this lady you'll be encouraged every week Aww. um so you know go to Nikki Hardy. that's n-i-k-i com. sign up go to barnes and noble amazon anywhere click in the breathe again book breathe again and get that book um get your free chapters at com and Once again, Nikki, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, it's
1: been an absolute pleasure. God bless. And you. Till next time. Bye-bye.